This episode of Bright Hearth is brought to you by Garlands of Grace and our supporters at patreon.com. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Ephesians 5:23. This is the reason assigned why wives should be obedient. Christ has appointed the same relation to exist between a husband and a wife as between himself and his church. This comparison ought to produce a stronger impression on their minds than the mere declaration that such is the appointment of God. Two things are here stated. God has given to the husband authority over the wife, and a resemblance of this authority is found in Christ, who is the head of the church, as the husband is of the wife. Excerpt from page 318 of John Calvin's Commentary on Galatians and Ephesians, translated by William Pringle. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Bright Hearth. Brian and Lexi are hanging out here today in our usual comfy, cozy yes. nest, our bed. We're back in the bed. <laughs> because you know, it's, after our it's more recent <laughs> reviews, I don't know if we should say that. <laughs> oh my word! You guys seriously go read some of our reviews recently. People You'll really know which one can't we're handle about. the fact that sometimes husbands and wives actually like each other. We do. They think you're disgusting. Listen, and toxic. Listeners. We like to. Anyways, flirt. anyway, we'll keep it. We we keep it PG. We keep it Jeez PG. Louise, yeah. So in this episode, babe, we are talking about how to make big decisions without killing each other. And I chose that cold open from John Calvin commenting on Ephesians 5 because a lot of what we're going to talk about actually does come back to this question of leadership, submission, who's making big decisions and calls. And actually, the next couple episodes, there will be a little bit of a through line on some of these things. In today's episode specifically, we're talking about one of the most important aspects of Christian marriage, which is making decisions together, and I, and we're talking especially about big decisions, emotional decisions, or decisions that feel like they have a lot of weight riding on them. Yeah. We've had those. We're not talking about where are you going to go eat. No, tonight. though that can sometimes <laughs> be a source of, yeah, well. What do you want for dinner? I don't know. That's... Well, what about pizza? No, not that. I'm up for anything. <laughs> what about okay, Mexican, yeah, Italian, true. French? That's an opportunity <laughs> for discipleship also, I guess. <laughs> no, yeah, you're right, though. We're, we are talking about big decisions here. We're talking about the kinds of decisions that, you know, sometimes your wife is in tears about or you guys stay up anxious about. Things like moving. Should we move churches? Should we move states? Should I change jobs? Should I drop out of college or stay in college? Should I? Should we have more children? Should we educate the children in private school? Should we use this homeschooling curriculum? Should we make this decision with a medical event? You know, it's, it's things like that that really bring the testing point of, do you understand how a husband and wife are to relate and how they can each help and serve one another in these things and how the biblical patterns that God has established actually do give a lot of safety mm-hmm. yeah. and comfort? So the inspiration for this episode is actually something we are in the thick of ourselves. I mean, and I mean that like we are in the thick of it. We're in the middle of it. And it's a, a pregnancy-related issue, medical decisions, things like that. And um, I'm not going to get into a bunch of the details here. We, we actually are going to do an episode of In the Kitchen, which is our um, patron-exclusive podcast. If you'd like to support the show and also get a lot of other resources that we put out with each main episode, we record uh, a short patron-exclusive podcast called In the Kitchen, where we give practical advice, lots of other things, sometimes related to the episode, sometimes not. The In the Kitchen today is actually going to be walking through this decision that we've had to make in a little bit more detail and kind of using it as a case study 
for the topic of this episode. So you can sign up. There's a link in the description uh, there if you're interested in hearing about that and also getting a Feed the Patriarchy mug, which... We do have Let's people ask us all the time, what does your process look like when you have to make medical decisions? Yep. So yep. this is a perfect example of someone opting into the conventional model. Yes. Somewhat. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, mysterious. <clears throat> uh, so anyway, that was the inspiration for this episode. But it made me begin to think that this is really a common feature of marriage. We're talking about marriage as the heart of the productive Christian household. And it's also an area where there's a lot of conflict or often where there's difficulty and where a husband and wife can get off the same page, and then everything kind of becomes not only anxious about the decision you have to make, but you're just like at odds with one another. Yeah. And that doesn't help. Yeah, no. So the first the first thing that I wanted to uh, talk about, babe, if you're up for it, is just to talk about some of the basic sort of ways that this can go wrong, some of the points of conflict and tension and I think that will help us zero in on some principles that are helpful in this topic, and then we'll talk more positively about those principles at the end a little bit more. So okay. um, the, the first question I have is, is for you, and it's basically the question of what can a husband do for his wife to help her in the midst of a difficult decision? What are some of the things that he can do to make it easier on his wife when there are these big emotional lot riding on them kinds of decisions to make in the family? A couple of things come to mind. I think one of them is just asking her how does she feel? Because I think sometimes if maybe some husbands are like less to be emotionally intellectual, maybe, and they might just like not even think to ask, or they might also feel so overwhelmed that they're not checking in on their wife, maybe. Mm -hmm. So just not saying that the husband has to have the answer, but is he at least getting a pulse on where she's at? Um, and I guarantee you, if your wife is trying to be self-controlled and to not be an emotional burden, she's probably going to be slow to share some of that. Yeah. I, I, I try to do that. I try not to be overly emotional and overly talkative about things, but, but part of that is because I trust you and I know that we will talk about it eventually. Sure. Um, but just a husband being inquiring is helpful. Mm. I think too. Um, we've talked about this in regards to marriage, but I think when it comes to a lot of these decisions, it could potentially be helpful for a husband to even set boundaries for the wife, like who she should and shouldn't talk to about this. That's a good point. Um, who to seek advice from even. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you're fairly trusting of me when it comes to different things, like where you know why I'm going to seek advice from different types of people. You know that I do that regularly, but some women who might be extremely fretful might be very quick to talk to the wrong sort of people just because she wants a, a sympathetic ear maybe. Yeah. So, um, obviously like prayer needs to be the number one thing. And so I think sometimes for women, it's actually a good discipline to not talk to somebody quickly and to pray about it first. Um, but then have a wise counsel surrounding you, I guess. Yeah. Of people that are actually helpful that aren't just going to, you know, pat you on the back and reinforce what you already believe (laughs) about the situation. Yeah. When we've had marriage things in the past, we've kind of said this with one another, like who are the two couples that we're both comfortable with being 100% open and honest and transparent with? Yeah. Because we're not comfortable with just doing that to the average person. But um, I think that's also really helpful when it comes to a lot of these other issues too. Yeah, that's great. The husband needs to be giving his wife, it sounds like, permission, like an invitation. Hey, I know we're making this big decision about the kid's education, 
with our homeschooling curriculum, our plan, things that are going to set the course for next 12 years or like a lot of time, it might feel like. Um, how are you feeling about it? Am I doing a good enough job? Can I help you? Is there anything that I need to give you to help? Are you are you stressed about something that I can speak to? A husband who does that, I think, can head off like 80% of, of these problems. Yeah. So he's, in, 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 insofar as it's up to him, I mean, where he's, He's now given the invitation and he can, if later it's like, it turns out that she was super anxious and is freaking out later, he can say, well, I, I asked you, like, yeah. I gave you the invitation, please take yeah. it when I asked yeah. you. Certainly. So on the, on the other side, what can a, what can a wife do to help her husband on this front? Um, I think one thing that I would say is that it's important for this really goes both directions, but I think it's very important for husbands and wives to understand how each uh, person is different. And just in in general, the ways that men and women ap- approach problems is going to be different. And each of them can leave you open to misunderstanding that is actually unintentional. So if a husband doesn't realize that his wife just is naturally wired, she's a lot at least a lot of ladies, will struggle much more with decision paralysis, anxiety <laughs> surrounding decisions, and um, feeling like the whole world is on her shoulders. So a husband needs to understand that one of the gifts that he needs to give his wife is strong, present leadership on these questions. I think that one of the ditches that I've fallen in before in our marriage, especially early on as I was figuring this out, is on decisions where you had been sort of given the lead, like, okay, we're gonna we're thinking about this education curriculum and you're gonna be homeschooling. This was before we started the school. So I want you to go look into these things, come up with a plan, and then we'll talk about it. Well, one of the things that that resulted in is that you had often done a lot of research on some of these things. I was too slow sometimes to get involved and make a call. And so it... L- put a lot of weight on your shoulders if I was always saying, hey, yeah, what do you think? You just do this. You've looked into it. I haven't. Check it out. And sometimes I think a wife needs her husband to actually go make the call, mm-hmm. to just step in and say, okay, that's great. We've now explored it. I'm going to take the pressure off of you. I'm just going to make the call. Well, and I think this is, in some ways, this is where productive households comes back into place. Yeah. Because I... I feel like you're more educated about every decision we make now than maybe 10 years ago. Yeah. Because you understand it's not the government's job to make that decision for me. Education, medical, anything. So now you understand you have to be able to make an informed decision, which means you have to be informed. But I do think some guys can be quick to put that all on the wife Mm-hmm. and to not do the equal part of researching this for themselves. Yeah. And that isn't helpful because the wife, what naturally happens is the wife feels defensive about what everything that she's doing. She has to be defensive to her friends, to her parents, to the doctors, to the school board. Like she's naturally on the defense and that's not where a woman should be. A woman mm-hmm. should be defended. So <clears throat> I do think that's where like dads really have to kind of take back. You guys were talking about this on the King's hall. Mm-hmm. Like why weren't there any dads at that school board or more yeah. dads at that school board? Rather. It's very common to see in education specifically dad completely checked out mom yeah. obsessed. 
Yes. So yeah. you get moms who spend hours and hours and weeks and months And that's not good for mom no, to no, be no. obsessed. And getting really, really strong pointed opinions about every particular thing related to the philosophy of education, curriculum, et cetera. And the dad has no idea what's going on. He's completely yeah. disconnected. No philosophy or th- uh, of education, no theology of education, just doesn't, hasn't thought it through. And he's, comp- it's all on his wife. And that can lead to decision paralysis, anxiety for his wife. It can mm-hmm. also lead to inappropriately domineering relationship Correct. between husband and wife yeah. where he is seated actually something and not in the way we've talked about already in this season where a husband can and should deploy his wife as his most powerful deputy yeah. in many areas of her domain, which is the home keeping the home and uh oiko despot type of work. She's to be his strongest helper, you know, best advisor, all of that in his home. He can deploy her for things, but he needs to maintain a handle on what's going on, yeah. particularly with these big decisions. Another area I think this can happen is health things, where a husband just lets his wife sort of go completely down the road of becoming obsessed with different health theories or philosophies or diets or you know home birth stuff or whatever, and he's totally checked out. And so he's not even in a position to evaluate whether his wife is falling prey to woo-woo yeah. or to nonsense or even just to have an intelligent conversation with her about these things. Just basic wisdom. (laughs) Yeah, he needs to make sure that he stays abreast enough when when it is the case that she's doing some of the frontline research, which is fine, it happens. Um, He still needs to make sure that he's maintaining a handle on what's going on in that process. And not just leaving it all up to his wife. And I think we've talked, I've mentioned a couple times, like early in our marriage, I think this happens a lot. Husbands and wives are both immature, like especially when you're young. Yeah. You're figuring out a lot of life stuff. And it's just easy out of laziness or not wanting to be too domineering for for husbands, I think, in immaturity to not be proactive enough Mm -hmm. in keeping abreast of these kinds of decisions. This episode of Bright Hearth is sponsored by Garlands of Grace, which is a wonderful Christian company that offers a variety of very versatile head coverings, head wraps, and headbands for sale for women and girls. They're very versatile, uh, you know, whether you're head covering for uh, 1 Corinthians 11 reasons or just looking for a pretty and feminine head covering, they've got you covered. Babe, why do we like Garlands of Grace? I really liked Garlands of Grace because when I was first trying to um, recover this call to head cover, I didn't necessarily want something that was super trendy and that everyone else was doing. Um, And I found their pieces really feminine and timeless in a way that uh, just a lot of other coverings that you could pick up at Target or on Amazon just weren't. And they are very quality. And if you are a mom trying to cover in a pew with wiggly children... You know how hard it is to actually keep a head covering on. Yes. And I really like their volumizer brand, uh, bands that are velvet, and they stick to your head, and I have had no issues with them. So, yeah, I really like them. And they're a sister-owned company. Yeah, Christian-owned, sister-owned, and they're all made in the USA. So a great company to support. We would uh, commend you, husbands, if you're listening. Go check this out as a thoughtful gift for your wife, for your daughters. They have head wraps for uh, ladies as well as little girls. And they've got a whole lot of different styles, a lot of different beautiful colors, and a really great quality company. So we're glad to have them as a sponsor for this episode of Bright Hearth. And uh, you can support us by supporting them. So head over to garlandsofgrace.com. You can use the link in the description of this episode, and we hope that you'll give them your support.
So, so one thing I would say, we're actually going to talk about this a little bit more in next week's episode, Lord willing, um, is just this making the call where a husband has to understand that he actually has the duty to lead the family. And so at the end of the day, even if his wife makes a call, he is responsible for the call. Yeah. <laughs> so if he's not, if he can't put his name on it, then there's something wrong. If he doesn't, he's not aware enough of the issues, whether it's moving or medical things or health or whatever, for him to be able to say, yes, my wife definitely did a lot of thinking on this and I trust her and she made a call here on education or curriculum or whatever, but I'm aware enough that I could explain and defend Correct. the decision because yep, he he's going to answer for it. Yep. It's his children, his yep. house, his, uh, his domain. Um, let's talk about some ways this commonly goes wrong here. Uh, because I think that there are particular ways that that this can go wrong f- from the perspective of wife or a husband. Let's start with the wife and just say, what are some ways that a wife can sin or err when it comes to making big decisions and make things harder or just generally be disobedient to the Lord? I do think lacking in self-control, like being overly excessively weepy about things or yes. Nancy has said, I think Nancy it, Wilson. Yeah. Nancy Wilson said, I don't remember where, but I remember her basically saying like, if you're so anxious about something that you're not getting your basic duties done because of it, you know, you're in sin. Mm. And that's always really helped me have a pulse on. Am I so distracted and anxious that I can't even get dinner ready because I'm just sad and like crying and I want to just talk to people about it. And you know, um, yeah, so you, you need to do, you need to ask for help. Yeah. You need to get resolution on that quick it, it, to the degree that it's not like something is totally out of everybody's control and sometimes things knock you down. Yeah. But if it's just a, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I just think that is, that is one where it's just like excessive fretfulness. <laughs> yeah. Excessive emotional fretfulness, yeah. anxiety. What about, would you agree? I think one of the ways that a wife can commonly fall into error here is by being, really opinionated and not submissive to her husband yeah. so that when he makes a call that she might not fully be on board with, with something it's mm-hmm. like, she's going to punish him. It's going to be yeah. a huge problem. She doesn't all. trust her husband. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's important to what you said earlier in this episode about there being safety within submission. Yeah. Because for me, <laughs> I've always thought or prayed in terms of like, which rarely happens that I disagree with you, but there is lack of safety when you are going around your husband's decision. So you should be scared. (laughs) Yeah. Because the, the instruction is to submit to your husband. Yeah. And some of this, like we're not materialists. So some of this work is still supernatural and it won't always make the most sense to us. So yeah, like trust your husband and in doing so you're entrusting yourself to the Lord and there is safety in that. Yeah, an example would be, I'm going to give you an easy one, I think, for most of our listeners. Like, let's say that a, a lady had been, she's she knows, okay, I'm in charge of pr- putting food on the table for my family and cooking and making <clears throat> dinner and packing lunches. And, and I've gotten, I've listened to some podcasts and I've gone through some blogs and I'm convinced that veganism is the only way to eat healthy. And so I need to protect my family, my kids, not poison them with meat products and I'm going to serve all vegan food from now on. And let's say her husband hears that, 
she says, this is what I'm going to do. And he, you know, thinks about it and he's nice and kind. and doesn't like, he's not a huge jerk about it. And he just says, you know, honey, um, you're wrong. That's not healthy. And we're not going to be vegan. So I need you to cook meat <laughs> for the family and for the kids. And you're not allowed to be vegan either. And that's, I really do think it's important with stuff like that for the husband to say, and you're not allowed to either, because right. I feel like there's still ways that the <laughs> yeah. wife will undermine because she's like, well, I'm at least in control of myself. <laughs> so what are some ways that she could hear that and sin? Because I think there's more than one way. Okay. Well, it, it, it anxiety. Reveals some I think anxiety is probably the biggest Let, one. Doing it, but then yeah. being continually anxious about it. Yeah, being continually anxious about it, yeah. Just being specifically, I guess this, like you said, it can create distance. So it can create lack of hospitality between yep. husbands and wives. It can create bitterness. It can create frustration, lack of trust, like you've already said, mm -hmm. which is why I think it's important for the husband to be able to give a defense at that point. Yeah. And not just be like, okay, that's it. You're not vegan. I have no reasoning. Husband shouldn't be a jerk about it. Because he has to be able to help her think through the sinful thought patterns there. Should she listen to him and do what he says? Yeah. <laughs> like, like the, the totally confused. My wife's so base that she's like, duh. I'm just, I just want it to be explicit because some people don't actually think that they, they go, uh, he should not. How, who does he think he is? Her body, her choice. Her body, her choice. Yeah, I mean, he, he, maybe he can be vegan, but the kids and her like, Oh, he can't. It's her health decision. Um, no, he, she, she should, she should obey her husband. Well, and she has to understand that's raising the ante for him because it means he has to be making a wise decision. He has to yeah. be equipped to lead her well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so. Absolutely. So uh, another example might be you're going through some kind of health decision, let's say birth, birth of a child and the wife is... <laughs> You know, she subscribes to 16 crunchy blogs and she's like unassisted home birth or, or bust. And, you know, if it doesn't, if we don't do that, then we're pretty much sinning, you know. And he says, I'm going to think about that. Let's talk. Let's come to a conclusion. He says, no, I'm, I I don't be believe that. Actually, I think we should have a hospital birth. Oh, so they're on what like should she total do? opposite yeah, ends I'm, of I'm the I'm spectrum. Like, <laughs> I'm putting up a big old, like, this is... This is a worst case scenario. Not okay. really. They're both Christians, <laughs> not unbeliever, that kind of thing. What should what should she do? Okay, I think she should say, "I'm willing to submit to you." Mm -hmm. <laughs> can you give me your reasoning? Like, can I have you read about? I think it's okay to ask more questions. Yes, me lord. At that point, can you explain yes. your thinking behind? Correct. This? Yes. Would you be willing to read this book? Yes, correct. I don't think and, there's and, anything wrong yeah. with that. And he, I think he should be willing to do that. What if he reads a book or he mm -hmm. says? I've read a book and she says, well, I know you still disagree. Here's three more. And what if he says no? What in my mind, <laughs> in my mind, she should be equipped enough to understand how to navigate that system to the best of her. Um, the hospital thing? Correct. Yeah. Like if she's doing her due diligence as well, she should be able to make the best yeah. situation, especially as a Christian that can find joy, that mm -hmm. should be able to find joy even if supernaturally, yeah. in unideal circumstances for herself. Yeah. So let's say they disagree <clears throat> about what ideal circumstances are, and he thinks the hospital is ideal. Yeah. Well, I that, actually don't agree with him on this. That's, that's why I'm, I'm using saying. this example. But let's say that's the situation. Uh -huh. What should she do at the end of the day when it she comes to She should go have a baby in the hospital and pray. 
Perfect. Put on her head no, covering and pray. I'm picking, <laughs> I'm picking examples that are uncomfortable for probably lots of our listeners who are... You, some of you guys are totally uh, not belittling you if you believe in... If, if you're pro, like, you're not a home birth person. That's fu- we're, we're not actually trying to make that the issue. No. I'm trying to get at the mechanics of the decision-making here because that's the topic. If the yeah. husband, at the end of the day, makes the call, and I'm saying, you know... Your, your husband's a Christian, you trust him, he's, you know, what is the what does scripture tell you? And mm. and we need to put a point on it because a lot of ladies will do everything they can to whip yeah, around the point. Yeah, I wasn't trying to be no, vague I know there, you're sorry. <laughs> and the point is, the pointed reality is, wives, see that you respect your husband, mm-hmm. s- submit to him. Mm-hmm. And so what you're doing when you do that, ladies, it, in particular, I think it's important you understand this, especially where you don't think he's right. Yeah. Is that you're actually trusting the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Not your husband. Like, and you should trust your husband too. But let's say you disagree with without guile, without rancor, without nagging him, without turning it into a thing where you're going to be really rude to him for two weeks to get back at him for his decision you disagree with. Kindly, with a smile, uh-huh. you submit to your husband. And the point is, what you're saying is, Lord, you told me to do this. I trust that even if this is not, quote, the right decision, mm-hmm that I still need to listen to him. Yeah. That it's as simple as that. <laughs> simple as. And and obviously we're talking about and I've picked examples that aren't sin issues. Yeah. It's not a sin to give a birth in a hospital, it's not yeah. a sin to have a home birth. So, we're talking about wisdom calls. Uh-huh. Things that the scripture doesn't speak positively to. Mm-hmm. And obviously if your husband says, "Honey, we're going to start using pornography together." <laughs> you say, "No, I have to obey the Lord, not men." And you still you still pray and you still do it respectfully and you maybe appeal to your pastoral authority. Well, you should appeal to your pastoral authorities in that example. But but this we're not talking about those. We're talking about the hard decisions yeah. that are genuinely they're like these are these are wisdom calls. Yeah. And that's really hard. Like I'm not a I'm not a woman. So I've never been there, but I imagine that that's anxiety inducing. Not that you've uh, ev- not that we've ever disagreed about anything. Never. Never. <laughs> So I think that that's a that's a big area for sin is for the wife to do everything she can to creatively get around simply submitting to her husband. And at some point it needs to be without argument. Yeah, and I think sometimes um I don't feel like I've ever had to do this necessarily, but if a, if it might mean a wife stopping reading certain things. Mm-hmm. stopping listening to certain things, yeah. stopping talking to certain people, not because she doesn't agree with them or whatever, yeah. but because it's no longer helping her in her walk of obedience. <laughs> That's right. So if he says like, look, we are not going to be vegan. You need to quit hanging out stop with those vegan Stop reading people. <laughs> 15 vegan things every day because your husband said we're not doing that. And so you need to stop making it harder yeah. for yourself. Like go read some, I don't know. Narnia. Narnia. Or something. <laughs> yeah, read some Narnia. They eat bacon in Narnia, but... <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they're not vegan in our Oh, I see what you're saying. saying. Let's go the other way, though. Okay. What are some ways that the husband might sin or make this harder for his wife in the context of making these calls? And I can give you one to start. If, yeah, if, go ahead, because I feel like I already said what I thought about. And we can say, I think saying it again okay. would, would be okay. Like, one of them would be, you're just, you never listen to your wife. Yeah. She says, yeah. I, I, honey, I've been reading this. I've been thinking, I've been praying about this. I have a, a health thing that I think our, our family should do. I think we should start doing this. And he just says, nope. And never listens, never hears, yeah. never does any research. I, and he just has like 
completely immovable opinions on everything and will not consider his wife. Especially if it's something that she is spending the bulk of her daily waking hours either navigating, thinking about, or like physically doing. Like there's yeah. been issues with, not issues, but things we've had to decide about certain educational therapies with some of our children that yeah. I I had to say, like, I need more help. I need you to research this more because a lot of the time wise, it falls on my calendar. Yeah. So I, I feel like in order for this to be just, you need to look into this more because I'm yeah. having to mechanically work this out and I don't agree with how it's going. And sometimes that's meant me being home from work for a, for a meeting or a call with yeah. a specialist or, coming to an appointment so I'm equipped to answer yeah. and it's inconvenient like when it, you have a busy work schedule and you're it's inconvenient you're for everybody. working hard nobody wants to have to do this yeah. but husbands sometimes a husband has to say I actually can't be at this yeah. thing yeah I have duties and I think that at that I, point I the way we handle that is then I prioritize okay if you can't be at everyone what about these two for this reason yeah which has worked really well for us but then, then I can really respect like, no, he, he knows, I know he knows, I know he's doing what he yep. can. He's not just leaving me in the dust to deal with this six hours out of every week. Yep. Now I can fully lend my entire strength towards submitting to him. Yes. Yes. So he needs to take interest and care. If he can't make it to the thing, he needs to say, well, okay, when you come back, I am going to listen to your summary of yep. what happened. I'm going to be ready with questions. I have some things I want you to ask the specialist when you're there or whatever it is. so that And, and she can then tell he's not just skipping out because he doesn't want to be there. Yes, correct. He's making a call about correct. priorities and schedule, which happens. Correct. Yep. So that's for sure one way a husband could go wrong. He's just not listening. He's not helping. He's just completely leaving his wife in the wind when it comes to these decisions. What are some other ways that you can think of that a husband can make it more difficult for his wife when it comes to making these calls together or the follow-up from making a call? Um, I, I think probably if he becomes a, if he goes back on his word, like if he, he has to realize if he's going to entrust her with, he's not going to micromanage, he's going to entrust her with responsibility and authority, then in some ways to be a good leader, he has to put up with the consequences of what she decides then. Yeah. You can't go back on something else and say, Oh, I don't really like that. You should. Why didn't you just do it like this? Then Change it kind of starts. Yeah, it's effeminate. He's complaining at her. Yeah. Instead of taking the brunt of the consequences, like he should be. He's not. He's he's being the kind of leader who says go do something, and then when they do it, yes, having done what you ask them, they fuss about everything. It kind of takes the wind out of everything. their sails and. Yeah. Therefore, why would you? Love is to do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So you have to think like if I were my wife. And, and my husband said, okay, you, you, you're you in charge of decorating. I'm going to use a silly example. You're in charge of decorating this room. Here's the budget. You have freedom. Go do it. Here's the things I absolutely hate. Please don't make it like egg pink or whatever. And a week later, he comes back, and she says, oh, look what I did. It's, it's, I you know, spent the budget. I came in under. It's beautiful. And he says, I hate it all. Take it all down. That's just really rude. Yeah. I mean, like he's yeah. not treating her the way he'd want to be treated. Obviously, bigger decisions, too. If he's going to change his mind later, Even he should worse. have a good reason, yeah. and he should explain that to his wife. And the goal is that you're always, when you're making the call, men, you want to win your wife to your call. And it, it, that doesn't mean if she's not one to the decision, you can't make the decision. Yeah. But you ought to be trying. I think they're, like, we've talked a lot about wives being um, low maintenance. 
Yeah. I do think there is such thing as like a tending towards hyper patriarchy man who needs to learn to be low maintenance. Like a high maintenance man. Yeah. Yeah. He's just never pleased. He's always yeah. going back. He's fussing about every decision. Yeah. That's he's, not masculine. It's right. not masculine. Yeah. It's a, a, a man needs to be, uh, he needs to be a joyful, patient, understanding leader. Yeah. Who your goal is to make it easier for wife to follow, and ladies should never hear that and think, "Well, if my husband ever makes a decision I don't like, he's not being that because I don't yeah, like no. it." Well, no, 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 that's not you. You're not allowed to do that either. It goes both ways, and there needs to be a mutuality while still understanding that he can make a call and she needs to submit to him. That's what the scriptures just teach, and that's how God ordered His world, and it will go well if you do that. And that he needs to live with his wife in an understanding way knowing that she is the weaker vessel and that the Lord won't hear his prayers if he's being harsh and rude with her. And so just you can sin just because a man can be harsh and rude never means a wife is free to be unsubmissive and anxious. And just because a wife can be unsubmissive and anxious doesn't mean a man is ever free to be harsh and rude. Both of them pursuing Christ together, love one another and walk in their duties in the, like it's glorious when that happens. Yeah, sin does not cover sin. That's right. It's love that covers sin. That's right. <laughs> so giving some final principles here, kind of summing up some of the things that we've said, there's obviously more that we could say in this episode. Men need to be present. They need to exercise present active leadership in their home, meaning that they need to stay abreast of the major decisions of life to such an extent that they are able to direct and give an account for the calls that are made. Or the decisions that are made. Yep. He shouldn't just be leaving his wife in the wind without cover, going and saying, make all the decisions, then I'm going to fuss about them. <laughs> he shouldn't be arbitrarily making decisions, having not done any thinking about them. She should know, she should be learning to trust that when he makes a decision, it's because he has thoughtfully engaged with it, and he is attempting to make the best call for the family. And on the other side, wives, submit to your husband's which means when you disagree with them on a wisdom call, you submit to them cheerfully. Do not nag him. Do not bring it up 50 times. Don't try to change his mind every day for the next three months. Do feel free to make a wise appeal and say, would you be, this is, so you can understand why I thought the other way. Can you read this book, see if it changes your mind, or help me understand why you still don't agree. Mm -hmm. And then you're, you're asking your husband to be a masculine man. He'll, he's not going to, a good patient man should be like, oh, my wife respects me enough that she's even <laughs> asking me to help understand why he disagrees. Like, this is good. Yeah. A husband needs to be careful not to zoom out all the time and be just completely disconnected with his duties and then uh, angry when his wife disagrees with him. A wife needs to make sure that she is not continually nagging him or making huge decisions independently of him. They need to work together to come to peace on these issues. And then at the end of the day, when the decision is made... Both of you do your best before the Lord to walk in wisdom and to love one another through it. If he turns out to be wrong and have made the wrong call, it's essential for trust that he says, "Wow, well, I, I shouldn't. I actually think I made the wrong call on this. You, you, you might you were right, or we we made the wrong call on this. Um, let's let's pivot." And she, I think, another one that's important, that's even more of a humble pill is when the decision is made that the wife disagrees with and she does all the like respectful wife submits to it and three months later it's going really well. I think she should be <laughs> willing to say, honey, you were, you were right. right. Yeah, You were right. That was a good call. 
thank you for protecting our family and making that call. Yeah. Oftentimes that's where the wife will like abound in thankfulness. Yes. <laughs> so encouraging. When when each one is doing this, it's so encouraging. There's so yeah. much peace and joy. And even hard decisions can the husband can feel the proper weight that he's supposed to. The wife can feel the proper protection that she's supposed to. Yeah. And each of them, even if they end up making the wrong call, because we're not God, we're not omniscient, we're not all wise, he is. Sometimes we're gonna make the wrong call. We can still rest in the fact that we were trying honestly, before the Lord to make a good decision. Mm -hmm. The last thing I would add that we didn't talk about much, you did mention it, is seek wise counsel. Yeah, Ask your pastors. If you come to this sort of impasse, a wise husband will seek counsel from a more experienced man. Um, he will seek counsel from his pastors. He'll say, we're trying to make this decision and genuinely listen to those other authorities too. Mm -hmm. It should give a man pause if his wife <laughs> is like, I really think this is the wrong decision, honey. I'm going to submit to whatever you decide. He should say, Okay, that's a weighty thing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go ask Pastor So and So and yeah. see what he thinks. And a wife shouldn't. <laughs> I'm always thinking a wife should not. Then my husband didn't do that. I'm free to nag him and not submit. No, 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 no. Still submit to him even if if he doesn't do it exactly how I just described. Like I want to head off yes. all the ways yes, people yes. might try to use this episode to sin. Don't sin. That's the thing, <laughs> you guys. Don't sin. Just don't sin. We have an advocate if you do though, the Lord Jesus. Anything you add? I don't think so. Excellent. Well, listeners, um, before you sign out, I have is some important notes to give you here. We do have our upcoming New Christendom Press Conference here in Ogden, Utah, June 8th to the 10th. And uh, we actually have a patron discount right now. So if you sign up for Patreon and you support us, uh, we will give you a, a hefty discount on a ticket to that conference. It's going to be a great time. We also added a few more clarifications on our ticketing policy. We have limited seats. Um, so we're trying to make sure that we maximize those and do a good job uh, in uh, putting on a good conference and making sure that we uh, have all our ducks in a row. But we did clarify that we have with each adult ticket that's bought, uh, two and under lap rider is free with each of those. Stroller rider. So if a husband and wife come together, it's just basically two and under. You get one, one two and under for free with each adult. And then also we we added a very discounted ticket. It's like almost 70% off for kids that are older oh, than cool. that. Um, to, to basically, then the reason that we're not just saying all kids are free, I know that we love kids, like, is because genuinely it's going to be, it would be difficult for us to actually Pull off the event. pay for the event yeah. if we don't, uh, and exist as a company if we don't uh, charge something. So we have a kid's ticket that's over that age, like under 18, over two years old or whatever ticket. It's uh, heavily discounted there, so check that out. We'd love to have families come out. Uh, like This would be a great event for a father to bring a son, a son to, a 12, 13-year-old son or older. I mean, 8, 9, too, would also be good. Uh, it would be a great one for a husband and wife to come out if grandma and grandpa could hang with the kids for a weekend. It's that kind of thing. We'd love to have you join us on Sunday for church as well while you're while you're here. Um, but that's just a – it should be a really good good time, and we're hoping that it will be edifying to you and also a great chance to make some good friendships. So, as always, thanks for listening to this episode of Bright Hearth, and we'll see you next time.